You're listening to Malkus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The uh, medical files, alhamdulillah, we have uh, once again uh, got your favorite uh, doctor, our favorite doctor and a very popular, you know, family physician. He's a specialist uh, family uh, physician and alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, him and I, we know e- each other for two decades, I think. Yeah, alhamdulillah, and we really embrace and celebrate each other for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dr. Farooq Hafiji and the listeners of uh, Marqa Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, let me welcome you and the listeners with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this uh, fine, beautiful evening, uh, doctor? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shafat, and to your listeners. Alhamdulillah, Hajj is over. Uh, everything is, you know, and we are in winter now, so we're getting very good days, very cold nights, but very good days. Alhamdulillah, we must make shukr to Allah Ta'ala. Okay, you talk about the very cold days and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, various pressure points in your hands and all. I don't know if you recall uh, when I went to school and it was a cold day and the teacher used to say, rub your hands together, rub it, rub it, rub it. And this is how I rubbed it. And, you know, suddenly it made you feel warm when you're just rubbing your hands. I don't wonder what signal it sent to the brain and then you felt good about it. And then when you read about, you know, acupuncture and there's certain points on your on your palm and you do this, uh, that will regulate your bowels. And if you do that, that will be good for your kidneys and uh, the other thing will be good for, you know, your, your lungs and all those. You know, what's your thoughts on that, uh, doctor? Well, uh, the, the the friction, uh, when you rub your hands, uh, you create uh, friction, and the friction creates heat. So our our blood vessels respond to heat and cold. So if it's, a, if it's cold, your your vessels, your blood vessels will shrink. You can hardly see them on your hands. You can check, check it out. And if it's a hot day, you find that your veins will be bulging, your, your, your blood vessels will be distended. They're dilated. Uh, so heat creates the blood vessels to dilate. Cold creates the blood vessels to shrink. So when you rub your hands and you create heat, you create you you're dilating the blood vessels. When the, when you dilate the blood vessels, your blood from inside you comes out to the surface of the skin, creating the heat. Because remember, your blood inside you is about 75, 75 I'm sorry, 35, 35.5 degrees Celsius. So that temperature now comes to your service, and that's why you start feeling your hands start feeling warm. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a it's a good thing to remember, uh, Shafat. Uh, is something that we need to think about, and that is when somebody uh, when when somebody is going for a blood test, and the person who is taking the blood test is finding it difficult to find veins. What you need to do is you need to warm your upper limb up. That the arm that you you need your if you want to do it on both arms, it's all all the better. Wear something very warm so that your arm becomes very warm inside. And when your arm becomes very warm inside, your blood vessels dilate. And so the person who's going to take your blood will find it very easy to find your veins. If you go there with short sleeves and cold and your, your blood vessels are, 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 are constricted, the, the person who is going to take your blood is going to find it very, very difficult to find veins uh, to take the blood from. So it's a it's a it's a good trick to learn, uh, and it's a good good way to do things. If you want to just go there and have your blood taken without much hassle, get your hand, get your arms from your shoulder down, warm as as warm as you can until you get to the person who's going to take your blood. Now, doctor, you know what? 
I mean, you can hear the hikmah from you, number one. Number two, that years and years of experience you give. I mean, I was talking to a trauma specialist and he said, you know, some of the most difficult things is to find the vein and all that. I mean, I'm going to phone him now and tell him, listen, I got a tip from my specialist family physician, Dr. Farooq Afiji. Allah bless you for that, doctor. And, you know, we our topic uh, this evening is an important one, a good dietary habits and its benefits. But before we get into that proper, you know, we've come through a season of, I mean, Kurbani, where we made, uh, you know, um, the slaughtering of animals and so forth. And, you know, what happens in the instance of uh, we imbibing a lot of meat? How does that, uh, you know, impact on our physiology? And perhaps, you know, someone said, you are what you eat. So we should be careful of too much meat. Uh, Talk to us, Doc. White meat is okay. White meat hasn't been shown to cause any problems. That is chicken meat or anything that's white. Uh, white meat is, is okay. Fish is okay too. It's no problem. Fish is very healthy actually. And, and it's a very high protein content in fish. Uh, and chicken also is high protein and, and, and it doesn't cause much problems. Um, but red meat is a problem. Uh, red, too much of red meat can create health problems. Uh, it has uh, substances in it which raises can which raise can can raise our uric acid in our bloodstream, uh, which can cause which can if a person has gout they can get a gout, an attack of gout from it, uh, or it can just raise your uric acid levels, giving you muscle pains and joint pains. So that's one of the things that that uh, that it does. But uh, it has been shown over and over again, numerous studies, that those people who consume a lot of red meat have a higher risk of developing colon cancer. So that's another thing that we need to worry about, that, that uh, too much of red meat is not healthy, not good. Also, it contains, uh, uh, in, in, it, it contains um, uh, fats, the fats that, are, that can go and convert to cholesterol very easily. So if you eat a lot of fatty red meat, uh, you, are, you are going to raise your cholesterol level. And, um, uh, and in the end, that's going to create a problem for you because you know, the raised cholesterol, we know, uh, does clog arteries as time goes on and, and creates uh, health problems for you uh, later on in life. So uh, those, having said that, uh, it doesn't mean that we, we should not eat red meat because red meat is very healthy. It is very rich in iron. Uh, it is very rich in vitamin B12. Uh, so we need, we, we need uh, and it's high in protein, very high in protein. So we need that. Uh, well, we, we really need to eat red meat, but not very frequently. Once a week, once every two weeks, yes, no problem. You'll have, you'll have no health issues with it, plus you will get your, your, your supplements. Uh, and uh, you will get your, your vitamin B12 and you'll get your iron, iron levels as well. So it's a good idea uh, to, to, to keep the red meat going uh, and uh, make sure that you, uh, you, you're having some red meat. Otherwise, uh, you're going to get shot in vitamin B12. And of course, you're going to get shot in iron levels as well. So remember that uh, too much of red meat uh, creates a problem. But, uh, uh, you know, and too little also will create a problem. So you, you need to, to be down in the middle and, and be moderate uh, with your intake of, of red meat, uh, especially beef uh, and mutton as well, but more so with beef. So, you, you know, uh, just take it easy and, and you, you should be okay if you moderate yourself. 
Now, doctor, you know, we're talking about meat and beef and all that. You want to hear something funny, yeah? something very funny about India. You know how ballistic they get uh, during Eid al-Adha, that they have this uh, cow vigilante group and going looking for Muslims who slaughter. And in certain cases, our, uh, you know, brothers have lost their lives because uh, they make kurbani there. But you know who's the fifth largest producer or exporter of beef in the world? Take a guess, doc. No idea. India. I mean, look at the hypocrisy. Here they say, hey, you can't slaughter the beef. Don't do this and leave the cow alone. Leave the bull. Here they are the fifth largest exporter of beef in the world. I mean, you know what? Sometimes I don't know, uh, you know, how these people work. So they're duping the masses and saying, no, the government says, don't worry. It's a Hindutva and so forth. But there's a hypocrisy, doctor. And from that hypocrisy, we're getting into our topic good dietary habits and its benefits. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, you could fill us in uh, on a few of the issues, uh, Doctor. Uh, yes, uh, you know, we should look at a balanced meal, always look at a balanced meal. Uh, if you don't have a balanced meal, uh, you're going to run short of minerals or, and you'll run short of, or short of certain vitamins that we need. Um, and our bodies cannot function without having all these ingredients. And uh, you can take the example of a cupcake, which I often take. If you're making a cupcake, you need all the ingredients to make that cupcake. So you'll need flour, you'll need water, you'll need, some people put milk inside, some, uh, you need, you need butter, you need uh, uh, bicarbonate of soda, you need uh, whatever else that you need to put uh, into, into it to make your, your cake. Now, if you have one ingredient missing from there, you will get you you will get the cake coming out, but it's not going to be as good as it should be because that one ingredient was missing, and that's exactly how our body is. It's, it's same applies to curries as well. You you leave out one ingredient, one special ingredient from the curry. The curry doesn't turn out as good as it should because that one ingredient is missing. And the same way, every cell of our, of our body requires different types of vitamins and different types of nutrition, nutrients to, to work. Uh, so, for instance, the thyroid gland needs iodine to function. So you need to have iodine in your diet. And, uh, and, and so, you know, there are special uh, cells in the body which require special uh, substances. So if you have a well-balanced diet, you're providing the body with all the nutrients, with all the things that it needs, and you're putting it on the, as if, as if you're putting it on the table for the body, and now the body can choose the ingredients that it needs to make a perfect a cell or a perfect organ in our body. So, uh, so it's important. That's why we keep saying that you must have a well-balanced diet. So you, you would ask now, what is a well-balanced diet? What, what do you mean by a well-balanced diet? So uh, you, you take the five food groups, and I think if you take the five group, food groups, it becomes a bit simpler to understand. So, so you need bread and cereals. That gives you the carbohydrates, and that and the cereals, uh, the grainy cereals, will give you some um, uh, minerals as well, uh, calcium, magnesium, and 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 those kinds of uh, uh, of of uh, elements. So the, our body needs them. So if you have bread and cereals sometime during the day, most people have it at breakfast time. Uh, some cereal with a with a with a grain with grains in it. Uh, and nuts, of course, is uh, nuts are also uh, very high in 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 uh, uh, minerals. So and and of course they have vitamins in them as well. So uh, and fiber, of course. Uh, 
So the bread and cereals will give you the fiber, will give you the minerals, especially the minerals, and it'll give you some vitamins as well. So that's important. That's one food group, that's bread and cereals. Now, you can't only have bread and cereals all the time because then you're not going to get the other nutrients. So the other, nu- the, uh, the, uh, the other nutrient would be um, uh, meat, uh, meat, chicken, fish. Uh, that, that, uh, that gives you the proteins and it also gives you vitamins. As we said, red meat will give you vitamin B12, quite a lot of vitamin, vitamin B12. And that's why vegetarians run short of vitamin B12. Uh, they have to take vitamin B12 injections on a regular basis to keep their levels up. But meat is another category that you need to, to, to consume. So you can, you, you can, you can, so you, you can have, uh, uh, you can have the, uh, the meat in, whether it's, whether, whether it's red meat, white meat, or, or fish, uh, you, got, you have to have some, uh, some, of, the, some of it uh, uh, at, at some stage. The next, next, next group is, is dairy products. Now dairy products also, uh, you need to have uh, some dairy products during the day, uh, and because it it also has uh, some uh, vitamins in it, which uh, which other foods don't have. Vitamin vitamin D is one of them. Although you get vitamin D by conversion from the sun onto your skin, so but you you, can, you do get vitamin D uh, in 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 milk and and dairy products with cheese and um, yogurt. Uh, so and of course, yogurt gives you the uh, active uh, bacilli that you that we need, the active germs that our bowel needs uh, to uh, to keep itself healthy. Uh, these are our good germs, and and so we need to have some of that as well. Uh, so the dairy products forms another uh, another big group. Uh, then you have uh, fruit and vegetables. Again, that's very important for us to have. Um, of fruit and vegetables, because especially the raw fruit and vegetables, because heat kills a lot of the vitamins. Uh, so if you have it raw, you will get the vitamins in its natural state. So so raw vegetables, uh, you, you can have it only in the form of salads. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the vegetables you'll be cooking. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have the nutrition value. It'll still have the minerals that it has in it and proteins, whatever small amount of proteins that it has. Uh, so the vegetables will still be okay. Uh, to eat after it's cooked, uh, but the the real value you'll get is if you eat them raw, uh, which is in a form of salad. Of course, fruit you we all eat fruit as normal, and and that will give you uh, that that will give you quite a bit of vitamins and minerals as well, uh, and and, uh, and other nutrients uh, that our body needs. Uh, and then we come to uh, so you know in proteins uh, we got we have. Um, legumes and beans, that's beans, and of course, our lentils, uh, which are high in protein as well. They're high in fiber as well, and, and uh, uh, they, are, they have minerals as well, which, which are helpful to us. Uh, so if we take a little bit of each one of these on a daily basis, or even if you don't have it in a daily, on a daily basis, you have it in, 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 a, in a week, you should have all of them. Uh, and in, in fact, if you take the vegetables and the fruit, uh, if you if you uh, look at the vegetables and the fruit, the, uh, you need antioxidants as well. And the antioxidants are uh, substances uh, that neutralize free radicals in our bloodstream, which are harmful to our organs and our blood vessels. Uh, so to neutralize the free radicals, we need those antioxidants. And the antioxidants are found uh, a lot of a lot of them are found in fruit and vegetables, and they are found in brightly colored fruit and vegetables, brightly colored. 
fruit and vegetables. Uh, so it's the red, it's the green, it's the yellow, it's the orange, and the purple. Uh, these are the colors that you need to look for. Uh, they, have, they are very rich in antioxidants, and they are very good for your health, especially in people who are under stress. Uh, because when you are under stress, your, our bodies produce a lot of free radicals, and, and we need these antioxidants to, to eat them up. To, as it were, I'm just using a very uh, loose term, uh, but it neutralizes those free radicals uh, with the result that they don't cause harm to the organs and the blood vessels. So if you take all these types of foods uh, into account, you get a very well-balanced diet. Now, another thing I'm going to stress, uh, a lot of the goodness of food goes away when you preserve it. When you preserve it, and you, the, of course with pre preservation, you're using artificial flavors, artificial colors, artificial uh, uh, preservatives, uh, colors and flavors uh, to boost the, the, the preserved food. And that is where the danger is, because these are all artificial substances you're now putting into wholesome food. Allah Ta'ala has asked us to eat wholesome foods, so we need to eat wholesome foods. And, and, the, the, and, and so if you, if you eat if you go into the supermarket and you look at the shelves of food in the supermarket, you find that about 80% of foods in the supermarket have artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives. And that's not good for us. Once in a while you have it, it's not going to, not going to be a problem. But if you, if, you, if you make a habit of it and you have it on a regular basis, it is going to cause health problems in you in the long run. So I think... Uh, I, th I think that's one of, one of the things that we need to look out for when we are considering a well-balanced diet. Jazakallah for that, uh, Doctor. You know, I've been thinking, uh, a lot of people say, hey, man, don't have too much green pepper, do not have uh, uh, too much aubergines and all these things are not, are not too good for you, and they may cause a constipation and may do, do this and that. What's your thoughts on that? Even some people talk about lettuce, you know. Lettuce can, if, uh, you know, eaten when it's expired can give you some uh, adverse effects. Uh, your thoughts, uh, doctor? Uh, yes, you, you, you know, you, you got you to be careful because you need to eat uh, foods that are fresh as much as possible. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't allow uh, foods to deteriorate to a sta state where it becomes, uh, you know, you have to now decide whether, whether it's okay for you or not. Remember, the longer you leave fruit and vegetables outside, the less vitamins it has. And 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 then the minerals will still be there, but you will find that the vitamins will start dissipating, and of course you lose that. And and especially with vitamin C, uh, vitamin C uh, disappears very quickly after you cut a fruit. So if you cut a fruit or you or you're making a juice out of fruit, you need to have that within 10 minutes. Otherwise, you're going to lose the vitamin C that it has. It, vitamin C deteriorates very fast when it is exposed to air. So you need to have that fruit. As soon as you cut it, you need to have it as soon as possible uh, so that you don't miss out uh, on the value, on the vitamin value of that. Uh, but, uh, y you know, too much of one food is going to create a problem for you. Too much of green peppers is going to give you heartburn and, and, and uh, indigestion. So a little bit is not going to cause much problems. Yes, sir, doctor, you know, I'm looking at a question here from Juwi Masi. She says, Assalamu alaikum, Brother Shafat and Dr. Farooq Afiji. I get very happy when Dr. Farooq Afiji comes. I've been listening to him for many years. Is it true, Dr. Farooq Afiji, that a good dietary habit will make us live longer? Uh, that's a probing question, doctor. 
Well, it's, it's one of the factors that helps us. How how long we live, it depends on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So we don't interfere Absolutely. with that. We don't interfere with that. That's that's Allah Taala's prerogative. Uh, as far as uh, we are concerned, we should uh, accept that that Allah Taala puts us on this earth for a certain period of time. But what we are, what we aim for, we aim for quality of life. We 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 aim to get a good life, and that depends on us. Um, and 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 what we put into our bodies now will help us uh, to have a better body, uh, better muscles, better skin, uh, better organs, more functioning organs. You see, all that will give you a better quality of life. Therefore, from a young age, if you start eating healthy foods, you'll find that you'll preserve your organs, you'll preserve your skin properly, you'll preserve all the tissues in your body with the result that they will last longer. It's like looking after a car. Our body is very mechanical as well. Uh, so if you look, if you service your car regularly, you make sure that it's it's uh, that you any problems that arise, you fix it. You 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 change oil regularly. You make sure it has water pro- properly. Uh, you make sure that brake fluid levels are right. Then your car is going to last you much much longer because now you've been taking care of it and you're making sure that the 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 wear and tear is is limited. In the same way with our bodies as well, if we take care of our bodies from a young age, we, our bodies will last much longer as a, as a, as a mechanical thing. Uh, uh, of course, our soul is inside our body. That's very much that only Allah Ta'ala knows about that. And of course, uh, and as I said, you know, when we, when we die, it depends on Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But as, as the quality of life definitely depends on us and how or and what we do with our bodies. Remember, our bodies are, are an amanat given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we need to really take care of it. Uh, Nasrullah says, MashaAllah show, uh, Brother Shafat, uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji is one of the best. I agree with you. And he says, uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji, my skin is wrinkling, my teeth is uh, falling off, and my eyes are dim. Did I fail myself because of an unhealthy diet? Uh, how do we answer Nasrullah there, doctor? It depends on what kind of diet uh, the person has been having. But, you know, these are all aging things, you know. As we get older, our gums retract, our gums go down, uh, with the result that the teeth roots become exposed very often. Uh, if you if you haven't been taking care of your teeth and you haven't been uh, flossing and, and brushing your teeth and using a miswak uh, and uh, gargling properly after eating, uh, a lot of them are our sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, you know, then you are going to accelerate that uh, that issue, that, that problem about teeth falling off, uh, because the gums, of course, now are retracted. It will retract in everybody. As we age, our gums retract, and, uh, uh, and so you can't stop that. That's just part of the aging. A vision as well, same thing. With the vision, the vision also de- decreases and you start having problems with vision as you get older. But of course, having a nutritious diet from a young age can prolong that, can make it, make it a bit better for, for a little longer. So yes, it does have an impact. Uh, diet does have an impact. Uh, but I can't say in this case whether it is the diet that's caused the problem or not. Remember, dietary factors are just one of the factors uh, that gives us good quality of life. There are many other things, and stress is another thing that uh, that create that shortens can shorten can 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 give you a more a worse a worse quality of life as you get older because stress is very demanding on the body and it can cause major problems in organs uh, all over the body, uh, resulting in problems that will give you a poorer quality of life as you get older. 
You know, Doctor, uh, whilst you're talking, I was thinking about the elders of our times. When they used to have the bone, they, you know, say, hey, you have the marrow, and they'll suck the marrow out, and they say, but why are you having it? They say, it's very good for the bones. What's your thoughts on that, Doctor? Well, it does have a high calcium content because it's right, you know, in a, in a, uh, plus, plus it's uh, the marrow is where the blood is made. Uh, our blood is made in that in that uh, part of the body, especially in the flat bones. Uh, that's where our blood is made. Uh, that's a blood factory. That so if you if you if you're taking the marrow and you're eating the marrow, you're actually eating uh, the, the 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 components in our body that make blood. Uh, so it's it's okay. It's not, not a problem. It's it's quite okay as long as you don't overdo it. And then the big uh, debate was in Kurbani uh, time. I know I was asked this many times. Hey, Shafat, do you eat liver? Do you eat kidney? Do you eat heart? Do you eat brains? I don't know, doctor. I, 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 for me, like I said, mm, I can't. What about you, doc? No, I don't eat. I don't eat uh, those. I don't mind some liver sometimes, uh, but not. I, 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 just my own personal taste. Uh, I don't like to eat any of those organs. No. But ah, you, then, can, you can eat them. You, you know, there are people who, who make them. You know, the, the famous steak and kidney pie. Um, uh, they <laughs> put chunks <laughs> of steak and put chunks of kidney inside. People won't know the difference. Put in a pie, they won't even know what's, happen- what's inside the pie. They'll just eat the pie with the kidney and the, and the, and the steak. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point indeed. And uh, as you say, and some some of them, hey, they love the, uh, the what they call it, the tripe or the ojuri. I don't know how they chow that, but hey, and some say, come have paya, and we give you paya. You know, one day, I remember someone made uh, lovely broad beans, and they had this paya in it. And I was enjoying it, doctor, till I asked the person, you know, it's very tasty, and what's next to it? And the moment they told me paya, guess what happened, doc? I stopped eating. I said, why you didn't tell me? You know, I don't eat paya. But if I closed my eyes, I would have finished the whole thing. Is You know, psychologically, we also get programmed, uh, doctor. Yes, we do. Of course we do. Uh, yes. And, and paya, paya is quite uh, okay. It's quite healthy. It's got a lot of gelatin in it. Um, and, uh, you know, you, if you need uh, uh, the components of gelatin uh, uh, to make gelatin in your body, uh, that's a good way to get some the components of gelatin. Remember, if you eat food, if you eat gelatin, it'll break down into your, in your bowel and only the components of the gelatin will get absorbed. So your body will have the, uh, the ingredients to make the gelatin because your body has to make its own gelatin. The gelatin that you take doesn't go into your body as gelatin. That's not, that's not what happens. Now, you, when you consume gelatin, the body breaks it down into its individual components. Now you've got the individual components, you get absorbed into the bloodstream. Now your body has got the ingredients to make its own gelatin. Uh, so if you, if you understand that part, uh, you'll find that, uh, you, you, you know, you, you, you understand why uh, some people take gelatin and they think that uh, that gelatin is going to go into the, into the tissues, but it's not so. So, uh, so the, so the, the fire has a, quite a bit of, it's very high in concentration in, in gelatin. Uh, but uh, yes, you know, coming back to the liver, the liver is a very, very healthy organ to have, especially in women who are anemic. It has a very high iron content, uh, and uh, you, you, you know, if people are, who are deficient in iron, uh, I usually tell them, you know what, you should get some uh, red, uh, some liver from sheep, and uh, just make a curry out of it and keep it in the fridge, 
and use that liver curry as a side dish with your normal food. So every day, whatever normal food you're having, you have that normal food, but have two or three or four pieces of liver with your normal food. And in that way, you will continuously get high quality iron uh, into your system. And that's iron that's best absorbed by our body. Uh, tablets, you know, you take iron tablets, only 17% of that iron in the tablet gets absorbed. So if you take a tablet with 100 milligrams of iron in it, only 17 milligrams of iron will get absorbed. The rest of it will go down to waste. So the, the, but, but, but foods that contain high iron content, most of it is absorbed. So here's a very good chance for people who suffer from anemia to make this side dish of liver and keep it in the fridge and, and have a, a few pieces of liver every time uh, they, they eat their food, their normal food. And you find that they will not find it difficult to do that because they are not only eating liver for that meal. Well, that's a very good tip indeed. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, some people had it fresh on uh, Eid Day, uh, Bakri Day, because hey, they chopped it fresh and they made it with lots of onions and garlic and so forth. And they were enjoying it, uh, Dr. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, these things are, are very good for you. I mean, my good friend, uh, uh, Gora Manjra, you know, he's a senior citizen now, and uh, he's uh, well-known from those catering family, the Beemoth family, you know, the Manjras. And every winter, Dr. Uh, Gora makes me uh, Methi Park as my uh, winter, you know, uh, what do you call, solution for heating me up and keeping me you know, the bones good and so forth. And I find it, and he says, just have a quarter of it every morning. Really, Doc, it warms up the chest and makes you feel good. What's your opinion on Methi Park, uh, Doctor? Uh, yes, it is, uh, very, uh, very, it is very nutritious. You can't have too much of it. <clears throat> yes. Because uh, if you have too much of it, uh, it can cause you to have gastritis, uh, inflammation of the stomach. Uh, so just be careful with it. Um, you can have, yes, quarter teaspoon, half a teaspoon is, is acceptable. Uh, and uh, if it's properly made uh, with the right ingredients, uh, it, uh, uh, it works as an anti-inflammatory. It, it, it can boost your immune system up. Uh, so that's why people use it in winter to stop themselves from getting uh, um, flus and colds. Absolutely. And they say I have it with some milk every morning and that, and I make sure that even uh, he said quarter, but maybe I have a pinch every morning. And um, yeah, Alhamdulillah, I really enjoy that. And I want it to go a long way. Uh, looking at a messenger from Zain, he says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. In our family, we have a history of heart patients. And I want to know, uh, doctor, how I can avoid uh, heart disease and all these things. What type of diet should I go on? Especially now, I am uh, very addicted addicted to dalgos, but it's so far so good, doctor. I'm still healthy. How you respond to Zain there, doc? Uh, yes, uh, you, you know it's a good point that, and in fact, uh, all the young people should look at their family history and see if they they have a high incidence of heart disease in their family, high incidence of cholesterol problems in their family, and from a young age they need to go on a diet that will stop them from getting the same problems as the elders did. So if you've if you got a family uh, where the people are getting heart attacks at a young age, 50, 60, 55, 60, they're getting heart attacks at that age, and you are about 20, 18, 20, you must wake up and, and tell yourself that, look, you know what, uh, this is not right. Something is going wrong in my family, and I need to correct it before I get to that age, and I'll, I'll also have that problem. 
So from a young age, you need to start eating healthy. Now, we are talking about a well-balanced diet before, but the, balance, the diet that has been shown to work and to bring down cardiovascular uh, 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 problems as you get older uh, is a Mediterranean diet. Google Mediterranean diet, and uh, you'll find that the Mediterranean diet is an ideal diet to stop, to, to prevent cholesterol, high cholesterol levels, to have an, a well-balanced diet, and to give you nutrients that will actually help you uh, to prevent heart problems and blood vessel problems as you get older. Uh, so it's a Mediterranean diet that you need to follow. Uh, and this has been recorded over and over again by many, many studies that have been done all over the world. And they all come back to the Mediterranean diet as a diet that's the best for you. And of course, the Mediterranean diet has olives in it and use olive oil. Uh, and of course, a lot of fruit and a lot of vegetables and, and fish uh, as, the, as one of the main components and very little red meat and uh, white meat, of course, but not, not too much of red meat uh, and, and, of course, limited amounts of bread and cereals. So that's the type of diet that you need to follow uh, if, you want to, um, if, if, if you want to correct yourself, correct your family history by, by making sure that you don't get the problems that your elders have had as far as the heart is concerned. Not only heart, you, but strokes, yeah. as, strokes as well. I can tell you, Dr. Recep Erdogan is listening to you, and he gave you a full thumbs up. He reckon Turkey, come to Turkey. We have a Mediterranean diet. and uh, But the only thing, the danger there in Turkey is a baklava, doc. Hey, you can wreck the whole tray. Well, I tell you, it's not a, the people with diabetes who go to Turkey should completely avoid those areas, those <laughs> places where they sell this. Otherwise, they're going to end up with a very high sugar level and they're going to create a problem for themselves. And in fact, people who are, uh, who, who are you know, uh, pre-diabetic, people who are pre-diabetic, and there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, in, in a community, you get about 20, 30% of people uh, in, in, a, in, in a diabetic uh, group, uh, or people who are prone to diabetes, a high-risk diabetic group, who will be pre-diabetic. They, they are not diabetic, but they are heading that way. So if you go to Turkey and start having the balaclava with all, with all the sweet stuff and they cannot stop eating all those sweet stuff, uh, they'll end up with diabetes and uh, the sugar will go up. And of course, uh, once you get diabetes, you get diabetes. That's like for the rest of your life. You can control it and bring it down and, and, and bring it back to normal with diet and with weight loss. And, uh, but you won't get rid of the, uh, the, the label of diabetes because that will be there all the time for you. Uh, and uh, you come up every now and then. So rather not start it off uh, with that. So you're right. Uh, but, but you know what, Shafat, a little bit doesn't hurt you. A little bit on a full stomach, mm. after eating a full meal, you have, a, you have one, 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 one balaclava, no problem. It's, it's going to get diluted with the food that you've eaten and the amount of food, that's, the amount of sugar that's going to be absorbed is going to be uh, over a period of time. So that actually, um, you know, is, is, is not, um, it won't be, very, won't be that harmful. Zakala for that, Doc, uh, looking at this uh, message, Anonymous Sister says, uh, uh, brilliant to have uh, Dr. Farooq Kafiji, uh, Brother Shafaz. Uh, he really is a doctor that we uh, respect in our family. We want to know, uh, Brother Shafaz, uh, what supports healthy pregnancies and breastfeeding as a diet? Uh, that's a good question from Anonymous Sister, Doctor. 
Uh, yes, uh, there are two, two aspects you need to look at. One is the health of the mother, and the other, the other is the health of the baby. And remember, as the baby grows uh, inside the womb, the baby needs nutrition. It needs nutrients. So it starts building tissues inside the, inside the mother. It starts building its organs. It starts building uh, the skin and whatever else uh, uh, you know, that our body needs. But whatever ingredient it needs, it, take, it will take it from the mother. Whether the mother is low in it or not, it doesn't matter. The baby will take it. So if the mother is already low in iron, the baby, is done, the baby doesn't know the mother is low in iron. The baby will still demand the iron. So the, so the mother is losing the iron to the baby. And of course, if she doesn't replenish that, her iron levels are going to go down. And so does calcium as well. Even calcium, the body, baby's bones start forming. And of course, calcium gets absorbed, uh, gets away from the mother's bloodstream into the baby. And so the body will be looking for calcium. So again, uh, you'll find that the, the, the calcium the body needs will be coming out of the bones, making the bones a bit weaker. And that we often see, see in teeth in pregnant women, where the teeth create a problem for them, basically because the gum, the jaws are, are, are losing calcium uh, to the baby. And in fact, uh, we, just made, we just mentioned two, what, iron and calcium, but every element, everything that the body needs, every uh, item that the fetus needs will come from mother. So it's very, very important for the mother to have a very well-balanced diet and not to be fussy about eating and to, to eat things that, uh, that, that will help. So, uh, so they need to have the you know, well-balanced diet. They must have fruit and vegetables. They must have bread and cereals. They must have meat. Uh, they must have dairy products. And they, they must have fruit and vegetables. And that should be the diet on a daily basis. And, and uh, they mustn't eat junk food as far as possible. Uh, and they mustn't eat... Uh, um, uh, you know, things that have a lot of uh, artificial uh, colors, flavors, and preservatives, uh, because that's also uh, may get into the baby. Uh, we don't know. So, uh, so uh, rather have a very healthy diet and always check to see uh, whether your, your diet is okay or not. Maybe worth visiting a dietitian uh, to make sure that you are eat, you're getting enough nutrients uh, to not only support yourself, but to support the baby as well. Uh, and, and that's very important. Looking at this message on the screen, it says, I'm in my late uh, 60s, and uh, I've been told by my physician to have uh, uh, 8 to 12 uh, tumblers of water. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed to tell uh, you, Dr. On A, that uh, I wet my pants when I have so much of water. What else can I do to make sure that my digestive system works well? Because this uh, water thing is uh, really leading to a lot of embarrassment. How do you respond to this senior citizen here, doctor? Uh, the water intake, uh, uh, it depends on the size of our body. So you can't, you can't say everybody must have six glasses of water or eight glasses of water for the day. Uh, that would be unreasonable because you may be giving too much of water to one person and you may be giving too little to another person who's, who's quite overweight. So, so basically... You need to work out your own um, your own amount of water that you need by just making sure that you, you are well hydrated. And one of the one of the best ways to work that out uh, is is to look at your urine. Uh, after you emptied your bladder, look at your urine. And if your urine is dark, you're underhydrated. Drink some water. If your urine is light, 
watery, you don't need much water. You just need to have a, couple, a few sips if you want, because it means that your body has, not, has got enough water in it. And, and the extra water is now coming out, making your urine very light. Dark urine means you are dehydrated. Your, your, your body needs water. Therefore, come out of the toilet and have a glass of water, uh, because you know you're now short of water. And that's one of the ways in which you can very easily tell uh, whether you are having enough water or not. But the average, for an average person, uh, 70 kgs, a male, 70 kilograms in weight is about six glasses of water a day. That's, that's an average that people have worked out. So that's 1.5 liters a day. That's what our body needs, our kidneys need to function for the day, 24 hours. 1.5 liters a day, that's what our kidney needs. And But remember, we do get water from food. We get it from fruit, we get it from vegetables, we get it from soups, we get it from other things, we get it from desserts. Whatever else we're eating, there's water in there as well. So we are getting water from other sources besides the food that we are eating. Uh, the, sorry, besides the water that we are drinking. So uh, just use your own guide and work out. After a while, you know exactly. And also, it depends on the day. If it's a hot day, you need more water. If it's a cold day, you won't need that much water uh, because the evaporation from your body is not great when, you are, when it's cold. The evaporation from your body is very high when it's hot. You're perspiring quite a bit. You need to drink more water. So it's a fluctuating thing. And, and each individual needs to work out their own amount of water that they need. I think that's the best way uh, that, that people can do it. Don't follow any guides uh, about how much you should have. Just follow what you, what you think your body needs according to how your urine, urine color is and according to how you feel. Uh, remember, if you, get, if you are short of water, you're, you're getting dehydrated or short of water, you're going to get a headache, you're going to feel weak, you're going to feel dizzy, you're going to feel dry in the mouth, your eyes will go dry as well. And so these are signs that you are, uh, and your skin will go dry as well. These are all signs that you are dry, you need, you need to hydrate yourself. Jazakallah for that, uh, doctor. Looking at a message from Munir, he says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor and Shafaat. Um, my wife wants to put me on a diet, and whenever I go onto the diet, my mood gets affected. But when I eat normal food, my mood is better. Why is this so, doctor? How do you respond to Munir, doctor? It's because his wife is telling him to diet. That's the problem. <laughs> go ahead, doc. If if he decides to diet himself, he won't get those symptoms. He, that means he is dieting reluctantly. And every time he's dieting reluctantly, he is he, not happy about it. And that's what's creating the symptoms. So, you know, he and his wife need to have a private conversation about diet and about eating. And he needs to convince himself that he needs to have a healthy diet. And very often, this, this is what we see as well. The wives will tell, tell us that, you know what, a husband is eating very, very unhealthy. He eats too much, and he eats too much, and he's eating the wrong foods. But you can't tell that to the husband because he gets very upset. So the husband needs to realize. Again, one of the biggest problems you know, in, 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 in society these days, all over the world, uh, is, is that people are eating too much. The portions are very high, and, and that's, that's a major problem. Uh, people are eating too much. Uh, and because they're eating too much, they are, uh, they, they, the calorie levels are very high. The calorie intake is very high with the result that the body doesn't know what to do with all these calories. Uh, so it, what, it, what it does is it stores it in fat cells, and so the person becomes uh, fatter. 
overweight. Uh, and but if we if we just cut the portions down, cut the portions down, you find that you start losing weight, and uh, and and the calorie levels will come down, and you 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 start feeling much better. But it's very difficult to tell a person who is not convinced about this to stop uh, stop eating too much, um, and stop you don't you don't require all that food uh, that you're that you're eating. You just need a little bit of it. Uh, and so we come to the the hadith of Surah Salasam. When uh, when he was asked how much do we eat, and he said um, you need to have uh, you need to eat one third uh, food and one third water and one third must be empty for the stomach to do its job of uh, mixing the food. Uh, so one third food, one third water, and one third air. So how do you measure that? What's one third uh, food? So you go back to the water now. Uh, how much of water would you drink uh, at a meal? So if you say, okay, at a meal, I have one tumbler of water. Okay, if you have one tumbler of water during a meal, then you must have one tumbler of food. That's it. But don't worry about the one-third air because that will be there. So if you have one tumbler of water, you must have one tumbler of food. If you have two tumblers of water, you have, have two tumblers of food. and And so... The, the water, the drinking of the water will also cause distension of the stomach and give you a full feeling. So go according to the amount of water you're having. Have that the same amount of food as if you put that food into the tumbler to make it one tumbler. And that's the portion that you should be eating. All of us should be eating. Yeah, doctor, you threw that other theory where people say, hey, you know, when you go to a function now, it's a 10-course meal. But before, if you don't want to eat so much, Drink a lot of water. So that lot of water thing go. I mean, uh, that theory is. Uh, it's. It's. I mean, it's not a winning theory, here, doc. No, if you drink a lot of water before, if, if you drink water before you you eat, uh, the chances are that you'll eat less because your body, your stomach is also uh, distended. Uh, is is distended by the water, so uh, it gives you it gives you a full fuller feeling. Uh, but of course, it doesn't last too long because if you de- if you dehydrated that water will go out of the stomach very quickly. But, uh, but it's a good idea if you want to. If you want to eat less, have a glass of water before you eat. And remember, the glass of water, the amount of glass of water that you had, put the food into that, put the biryani into that glass, and that's what you should be eating. Uh, that's your one-third. Uh, that's your portion, and that will make and that will survive you quite nicely without any problems. Well, you heard that, people. Yeah. Uh, what? Haji pay? Okay, Haji Pere can know he'll have his whole full plate there, Doc. But moving on here, looking at a messenger from Asif, and he says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Doctor, I'm really enjoying the program. Uh, I notice uh, that a lot of people today, the memories are affected. I remember as a young boy, my mother used to tell me, have a lot of uh, badam, that is almonds, and your memory will be strong. How true was that uh, theory? Doctor, that's a, uh, that's a good question from, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also recalling, have a lot of badam, it's good for your... It's good for your memory, doctor. See, uh, almost all nuts contain uh, omega-3, omega-6. Uh, these are oils that our brain needs to function properly. So almonds also has omega-3, omega-6, and the concentration is much higher than in other nuts. That's why they say that almonds are brain food, because uh, it has its omega-3, omega-6 in it uh, that gives the brain the omega, 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 omega 3, omega 6, for it to function efficiently. 
Remember I said at the beginning that if you, if you give your body the ingredients that it needs, it will perform to its, its, its ultimate, it will perform to its limit uh, you know, because you're, you're giving it the ingredients. But if the ingredients are not there, it cannot make things that it needs to make without those ingredients. So, so the brain, brain food, omega-3, omega-6 is required there uh, for the formation of brain cells. And so you need to supply that to the body, and therefore almonds is a good source of it. Um, but also another thing about almonds is that almonds do not contain too much of oil. Uh, the oil is the one that's a bit of high calorie, and of course it's saturated oil, uh, which can convert to cholesterol in the body. So, so uh, nuts like macadamia nuts and cashew nuts contain quite a bit of oil. Uh, and uh, so then they, they're okay if, if you have a little bit of it. It's not a problem, but you can't have too much of it. Uh, but almonds, almonds, the almond doesn't have much of that oil. And so you can have as much as you want without it causing any problems in your body. Well, Doc, you talk about cashew nuts. Give me, give me more. I like the peri-peri one. Mm, I chow it quite often. But as you said, don't eat too much. Okay, I'll, I'll take your advice there. Sister says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Doctor. Please advise us on uh, gut health. Is uh, dietary, our dietary laws uh, or that we follow will be very beneficial for gut health. But I noticed that most of the people are getting all these colon cancers and other cancers because their gut is very dirty and unhealthy. I think sister's got a good point there, doctor. Well, it has been shown that, uh, again, in studies, that uh, people who are constipated for long periods of time over a long period of time, uh, have a higher risk of developing colon cancer. So uh, there is some merit in that. So, uh, so and, uh, for good uh, colon health, good bowel health, you need to go to the toilet every day. In fact, you go twice a day is even better, even healthier. But once a day is a minimum that you should allow your, you should empty your bowel. So every day we should empty our bowel. And that's getting rid of the the waste material that comes out, and of course the toxic substances that are in the stool, which creates an irritation in the in the lining of the bowel, which creates the problem to give us uh, things like uh, like the cancer of the bowel. Uh, so uh, you know, workout in, in 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 by dietary means, not medication. Use use diet and water. Use your water and foods to make your stomach work every day. So. The thing that our bowel needs to make our stomach work is something that will distend it. If, you, if, you, if the bowel gets distended, it will give you the urge to go to the toilet. So things that distend the bowel are things like fiber. And, of course, bran is a very good, a good example because it, grow, it, 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 expands, uh, it expands in the large bowel, uh, giving you a, a, a distension, uh, which, is, which the bowel regards as a signal to empty. So... So it's high-fiber foods. High-fiber foods would be grains and uh, cereals with high fiber in it. Uh, it will be fruit and vegetables, which have got a lot of fiber in it. Uh, and, of course, it will be dried fruit, which has a lot of fiber in it as well. Uh, prunes are a good, good source of fiber as well. Uh, and, uh, and, and so look for that fiber that you need to have every day uh, to make your stomach work. And, of course, remember, to flush your bowel, you need water. So if you're if you're underhydrated all the time, your bowel, your stools are going to get hard. It's going to become more difficult to pass stools, and of course the, the chances of constipation are much higher. So if you have enough water, make sure you're well hydrated, 
uh, every day and you make sure that you're having enough, enough high fiber uh, diet, um, you shouldn't have a problem with your bowel. There are certain things that, that are constipating. And, and these are the things that if you have a constipation problem, you need to limit these foods uh, because these foods will create a problem for you. And, and one of them is rice. Uh, rice is constipating, so you got to be careful. You don't have too much of rice. Uh, the other thing that's constipating, especially white rice, uh, the other thing that's constipating is, is white flour. Uh, if you have white flour, white bread, you know, uh, uh, white biscuits, uh, biscuits made from white flour, uh, shortbread, these are all constipating. They will constipate you. Uh, so have, if, you, if you have a constipation problem, try not to eat these foods if you can help it. If you do want to eat these foods just for taste, have a little bit just for taste, uh, not as, as, a, as a meal or as a snack. Uh, rather have brown bread, which has, which has got the fiber in it. White bread, they have taken the fiber out. Brown bread has got the fiber in it. So look for brown bread and brown rolls, and that will give you the, the, the fiber in the bread. And of course, grains and cereals and nuts and fruit and dried fruit, all these things combined together will make your stomach work, inshallah. Well, Doc, I tell you what a you know, bumper edition we're having. I'll just do one more question here. And Asif says, uh, Doctor, I've been told uh, that uh, fish is a uh, brain power, brain food, and that I should have a lot of fish. And uh, I'm, also, uh, I'm also told by other people to take supplements. I, don't, do not, uh, I do not believe in supplements because they all are manufactured and uh, they're artificial. But uh, I do believe in the fish that is uh, brain food. How true is that, Doctor? And uh, please uh, advise on taking supplements also. How do you respond uh, to Asif there, doctor? Fish also is very rich in, in uh, omega-3, omega-6 oils, uh, which our body needs, uh, not only in the brain, but our joints also need uh, these oils. Uh, so deep-sea fish have got a high, co- high concentration of omega-3, omega-6, so you should look for fish that is from deep sea, uh, and that's, uh, uh, that, that will give you very good quality uh, omega-3, omega-6 uh, for your brain and for your body uh, to use. Uh, so yes, and of course, as, as we said earlier, uh, fish is very high in protein, uh, and so um, you, know, you, you get uh, those people who are interested in building their muscles and in strengthening their muscles, uh, if they have fish uh, on a regular basis, uh, they will, uh, they will, uh, uh, they will get a very high concentration of, of protein. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, it, fish is very healthy, and the Mediterranean diet has got fish as one of its staple meat uh, that uh, that needs to be consumed. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, that will help us quite a bit uh, because of the omega three, omega six. So, it is brain food, and, and of course, it'll help you with other other parts of your body as well. Well, doctor, you know, it's sardine fever here in Durban. July is sardine fever. Did you have your first batch of sardines, uh, Doc? Uh, no, not really. I haven't. No, I, 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 I you know, I don't have a, I don't mind them, but I'm not, uh, I wouldn't chase after them. <laughs> I'm sure someone will send you a dozen. Hey, someone near Dr. Faru Kapiji there, send him a dozen. How you like it, Doc? Masala, deep fried, or you like them baked? Tell us. Oh. Yeah, masala and deep fried. Yes, and there's a way to 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 do it actually. You hold the tail and you hold the flesh by the tail, and you separate the two, 
and it comes out beautifully without the bones. Try wow. It. What a tip, Doc. What yeah. a tip you've given us. I'm, I'm going to try that because uh, I generally will, out of a dozen, I'll just have two. And, you know, uh, Alhamdulillah, the wife prepares it uh, brilliantly also. Your parting words uh, this evening? Yeah, it's very important for us to have uh, uh, a wholesome diet, especially in these days where people are manipulating foods just to make the taste look, the taste feel better and make the look feel better by putting artificial substances in it. And that's going completely against our sunnah and what Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran to eat wholesome foods. We are going in the opposite direction. So I would ask people to please go back again to our roots again and, and, and follow what Allah Ta'ala is saying and try and find wholesome foods wherever you can and try and cook as much as you can on your own rather than buying takeaway foods. It's far, say, far safer, far better, far more wholesome, and, and in fact, you, you know, it's good for the body. So that's what I would, uh, I would, uh, uh, I would ask uh, people to do. Jazakallah khairah, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. Allah bless you, Allah keep you, Allah give you the power to serve the Ummah with the distinction. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go to, yeah, for the Isha Azan, and inshallah, we will continue after that. <laughs>